Welcome to The Read Along, a mini book club for your ears, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one chapter chapter at at a time. This episode is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, your source for curiosity-driven coverage of our city cultivated by the community. Taproot publishes weekly roundups on a variety of topics, including media, food, tech, health innovation, arts, music, regional news, business, and city council. Taproot's curators gather up the headlines and happenings on those files and deliver them direct to your inbox. You can get one or two for free, but if you'd like more, become a Taproot member. You can get as many as you want, plus other perks for just $10 a month or $100 a year. Get informed right now at taprootedmonton.ca. So in chapter 17, we discovered that uh, surgery had gone well. Surgery was a success. And uh, now Mahit is hearing voices in her head, which is a significant (laughs) improvement on her situation. (laughs) Oddly enough, uh, Yaskander successfully installed. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they being the, uh, the trio of our mostly protagonists, uh, <laughs> beat a hasty retreat from Five Portico's recovery room yes. when her insurgent allies showed up. Is it, is it right to call it, uh, out in the sticks when the whole planet is one big city? Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. They're kind of, they're kind of out in the sticks. And, and uh, then they're like, whoa, we need to get back to the palace Peronto. And that's going to pose a problem because what with the coup happening. Right. And so they call for an information ministry car to come pick them up. And as it trundles away, <laughs> that leads us into chapter 18 of Memory Called Empire by Arkady Martin. So chapter 18 opens, as always, with some flavor text. Yes, Uh, such flavors. Yeah, the first is a notification that off-planet travel is effectively canceled due to the uh, political upheaval. And also- One would assume. Probably the presence of One Lightning's death machine in orbit. Also assumable. Yeah. So I did a teeny bit of research. Mm -hmm. Uh, Date research was mine this time. Mm -hmm. Um, So the date on this travel ban- is the same day as the curfew being installed, is the same day at, as that message was sent to One Lightning's ship asking what it was doing. Well, yeah, probably. All the same day. Likely when a large battle cruiser parks itself over the palace and uh, starts sending ground troops down, uh, the logical course of action is to not send ships up into space nearby it. No, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm just saying... In, if if you think that this has spanned out at all, it has not. This no, it's, is all happening on the same day. The second is uh, not current, though. It is a much older transmission. Yes. To Elsel Station from Yaskander many years ago, mm-hmm. uh, explaining something that we kind of suspected and had surmised a little bit from earlier chapters, that he could not leave the planet because in his efforts to become valuable but not too valuable... It was uh, valuable enough that he couldn't leave. Yeah, basically the palace intrigues that he was swept up in made it so that leaving for four months to come visit the station was just implausible. Yeah, which is 
what it would be, right? A trip home would be months worth. Yeah, and it would it would keep him out of the loop. Yeah. Uh, speaking of trips, Mahit and the crew are uh, trying to get back to the palace, and Mahit has slept for the twenty minutes, <laughs> possibly on less. the road, and is awoken when they hit a checkpoint on their way back into the uh, the city heart. Yeah. The palace area. Their driver flashes some credentials and the border checkpoint guard who he's talking to, it's not made clear if it's a sunlit or uh, or what. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, think if it was a sunlit, they would have like, yeah, noted that. Yeah. It, it's not entirely clear who exactly they're talking to, but this person makes it pretty clear that uh, they're welcome to carry on. Their credentials certainly allow them to. But they don't want to. But you don't want to go in there. Like, things are crazy. Three Seagrass especially is like, yeah. no, we we have to. We have to make it back to the information ministry. Yeah, at this juncture, all we're told is that they are marching from the spaceport and the citizenry is marching to meet them. And Yeah, so he doesn't say it as much, but it's clear that one lightning has arrived. Yeah, the coup that Three Seagrass last chapter was like, oh, it's not a coup yet. It's cooing time. Oh, The coup is happening. Oh, the coup is happening. But we will learn as the chapter goes, the coup is coming from inside the house. <laughs> if if one lightning is in the streets, 30 larkspur is in the sheets. And that is where that there is there is more than oh, one coup no. afoot. So <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> uh but we we don't learn that until a little later in the chapter. No. But that is currently but the that situation. Is absolutely what's happening. Mahit has some tension going into them driving into the uh, the heart of a riot basically. Well, she's never been to a riot before. No, and also she she lives in a strictly controlled and pressurized environment where the idea of throwing a bomb is ludicrous unthinkable yeah because you, well, would, you would kill yourself and everyone yes exactly um so the the fact that people are that there she can hear explosions is deeply unsettling to her and 12 azalea is a little surprised too because he's legitimately like if there's a coup going on they want control of the city why are they blowing up the city yeah and, and i kind of agree with him because but, if what you don't destroy what you want if it's what you want yes but on the other hand three seagrass counters with the correct answer they're dealing with the fleet yeah they're dealing with the military and if the citizenry is rising up against a military incursion on the planet then the military is going to label those citizens as the enemy and what does the military do with the enemy they bomb them from orbit <laughs> so huzzah great yeah there's uh stuff happening uh it is Pretty much bedlam. Like, from the moment that Mahit asks for the, the windows to be untinted so she can see, there's just rioting in the streets. Oh, yeah. There's people smashing shop windows. There's cars being overturned. There's, like, packs of sunlit moving through the throng trying to keep a little bit of order. And yeah, it's and a this riot. Is, and this isn't the actual riot. This is the spillover from the riot. That's this is the, kind of the fringes of the riot. Yeah. Because they can still drive. Because as... Three Seagrass points out, like, the conflict is at the spaceport. Well, yeah, but that's that's where the riot is going to, yes. right? They haven't met up yet. They're they're going to soon. Yes, and this it's... mass of people, it's on its way to meet this other mass of people, and it's not going to be pretty and those when, two, they, when they collide. Those two masses of people are indeed the followers of 30 Larkspur v. the followers of One Lightning. Yes. Unfortunately, the followers of One Lightning are backed up by military hardware and have yes. guns. A little later in the chapter, 12 Azalea points out that th- they're fighting the Legion, 
And the Legion, according to Tex Kalonli lore and propaganda, is unstoppable. So how do you stop them? Right? Yeah. How could this go badly? And it's intriguing because based on what we see in this chapter, 30 Larkspur has all the confidence of someone who believes they've already won their masterstroke. Right? And Without having dealt their masterstroke? And I feel like much of the events in this chapter are a microcosm for how tenuous his little palace coup actually is. Yeah. So, oh, I mean... We're, we're going to talk about this. We'll, we'll get to that. That's That's kind of a little preview of further conversation. As the riot starts to kind of swell around them, they try they try to make their way through and they get caught up in in kind of the yeah. midst of it. And Mahit has a weird humanizing moment because in the heat of the riot with the two sides clashing, she's like, "Oh, it turns out Texcalon let's limmer people." Like <laughs> they're they're people just like everyone when you strip away the mirage of them being so civilized the and culture imperial, and the poetry it, and it, and you see just like a woman punching another woman in the face and screaming that 30 Larkspur should be in charge it it turns out they're just people. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it also reveals that they're in a great deal of danger where they currently are. Yes, but then we have this fantastic moment that I loved so much. So they reach a point where they can't drive anymore. And so their other option is to get out and run. And suddenly we have a fully functioning Mahit with an Imago that's doing what it's supposed to be doing, which is helping. Yeah. Yaskander floods her endocrine system with like calm. And, and she has like this moment of clarity where he's just like, come with me. I'll get you where we need to go. Yeah. And run. she's just like, follow me. And she leads three seagrass and 12 azalea and the driver through a series of alleys and into a back entrance to the palace and like right to the front steps of the information ministry yep. and even three seagrass is just like i didn't know you could get here from there like <laughs> yeah yeah so finally her imago is doing what it's supposed to be doing and it made me so happy yeah yaskander is legit like i lived here for a long time like this is my city and i knew how to move around yeah. so yeah. you're welcome it's like i got this here we go it pleased me so much because finally our our heroine is like powerful again or powerful for at all. Yeah. She can she can do something. She's fully functional and I love to see, I'd love to see what happens now. Um they get led in and they get quickly led to kind of like bog standard meeting room number 1. A very safe, very boring conference room. And somebody arrives with some coffee and danishes for them. For breakfast. Delicious coffee, and I might add. Yeah, Yaskander's like, you need to drink that coffee now. Because <laughs> you just... I love... They have a little a little thought conversation about coffee. Because Mahit's like, I didn't realize there were different kinds of coffee. That there were there were different qualities of coffee. And he goes, yes, that's fantastic. But what you need now is the caffeine. So, so drink. So drink We that. will enjoy coffee later. And 12 Azalea finally asks, after like a couple cups of coffee, yo... Read what what's going on here. Why are we waiting around? Obviously, time is of the essence. We need to see the emperor. Let's go. Yeah, and three seagrass is like, hold your boat. <laughs> I kind of owe an explanation to my superiors first. So give me a minute to think. Let me let me do something, and then we'll go. Yeah, and Mahit's kind of in line with Twelve Azalea here. She's like, time really is of the essence. Well, because it is. And Three Seagrass comes up with kind of a loophole. She's like, look, we need to report to the minister. We called in a, a ground car to a weird out-of-the-way yeah. area. We need to justify that we, before we get we in We had the ambassador with us. Like, there's questions that will need answered. But 
there's a coup happening outside. So obviously the Minister for Intelligence is going to be busy right now. So what we will do is I will go and I will make an appointment and then we will come back <laughs> when the appointment is going to happen. Yeah. And then we will have a lot of time to think about how to explain ourselves. And more than that, we will have a lot of time to go to the palace and speak to the emperor. Yes. And maybe the appointment won't matter so much afterwards. Indeed. Um, and so Three Seagrass goes off to speak to whomever you speak to to make an appointment with the Minister for Intelligence. And minutes Be pass. Something, something, under minister, somebody, somebody. Yeah. Minutes pass. Minutes pass again. People's, More minutes than should pass. People start to get a little worried. And then see... And then Three Seagrass returns with a fellow by the name of Six Helicopter. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Who um, is... Oh, here we are. Who is wearing all of the purple flowers. Yes. Uh, in a clear display of loyalty to 30 Larkspur. Yeah. Uh, and informs them that they are not under arrest. No. But they are not allowed to leave the Ministry of Information for their own safety. Right. Uh, and that to Rosewood... The Minister of Information. Now, I'm going to, quick aside, uh, in a previous chapter we mentioned we don't know who the Minister for Information is. The Minister of Intelligence has been kind of a mystery. But when he brought up the name to Rosewood, I was like, I do remember hearing that name earlier. So maybe we were mentioned, so maybe we were told about to Rosewood in passing earlier because the name rang a bell. Oh, did it? Even though I don't think we've met her. Oh, I admit it did not ring a bell for me. Yeah, I think... I think we knew that Two Rosewood was a person. We've just never seen Two Rosewood. But you have a far better memory for names than I do. Sure. You can keep track of the romance of the Three Kingdoms. I cannot. Okay. Um, at any rate, Two Rosewood is not there anymore. She has been relieved of her duties by 30 Larkspur for, I guess, suspicion as to her loyalties, quote unquote. And 30 Larkspur is now, helpfully, the acting Minister of Information. And he has put Six Helicopter in charge... Like, pseudo in charge of the information ministry, kind of. Except Six Helicopter is not good at his job. Oh, no, he's very good at his job, which is to be 30 Larkspur's man on the ground and do 30 Larkspur's bidding. Okay, but this is the equivalent of someone taking over MI6 and not realizing that it's uh, entirely populated with spies and not taking away any of their gadgets. Yeah, no, he's... It's like kidnapping someone but letting them play with their cell phone. Yeah, that, and that's effectively what he does. Yeah, he leaves their cloud hooks in there with them. Yeah, uh, which is uh, a terrible mistake. Yeah, so not good at his job. Well, again, and, and Three Seagrass points out when he comes back later with a couple lick spittles from the ministry, Three Seagrass calls them to task and is like, how do you guys like following the orders of a politician who has no business being here? Right. Uh, and they both look suitably shamed, actually. But they're, so. But they're obviously two people who see which way the wind is blowing. But the problem is that the wind isn't yet the fallout from the orbital bombardment that's going to happen. Right. Because, again, 30 Larkspur thinks he's won the poker game, but but one lightning hasn't yet shown his hand. Exactly. Again, we'll get to that. Oh, we're, yes. we're building up to Oh, that. yeah, yeah. So... 12 Azalea makes a big show about how terribly inconveniencing this all is. And Mahid actually kind of appreciates it. It's theatrics, but it's the appropriate theatrics to the situation. Especially because Six Helicopter is a man who's clearly puffed up on his own self-importance. And 12 Azalea and Three Seagrass take great delight in dressing him down. 
politely. Politely. All chapter long. Oh, yes. Because they it's they delightful. they see a rat and they smell a rat and... They call it a rat. And they call it a rat, yeah. <laughs> 12 Azalea also asks, so the coup is happening, right? This is the coup. And Six Helicopter poo-poos it as One Lightning's little adventure and then excuses himself. And that, I feel, <laughs> oh. that's... That's not him misunderstanding. That's that's 30 Larkspur talking through six helicopter. 30 Larkspur does not consider one lightning a threat. Which is crazy. Which is hubris because one lightning has a battleship orbiting the planet. Right? Dude. He could make the room. He could make the palace disappear with the push of a button. And that's the guy you're antagonizing. I mean, 30 Larkspur might have some master stroke that we haven't seen yet in store but maybe i really don't i think it sure doesn't seem like i feel like 30 larkspur has grossly misjudged the situation so the problem becomes how do we get mahit to the emperor when we are locked in the information ministry i love that the answer to that question is poetry yeah three seagrass gets that look she gets when she's about to bend the universe to her will (laughs) and Basically is like, so the it boils down to if we can't get word out to the emperor directly, can we get word out to somebody who can get us to the emperor? And the obvious answer for who that is, is the only other person Mahit knows on the planet. Yeah. 19 ads. 19 ads. Yeah. Yaskander isn't too trusting with this plan because he's like, yeah, 19 ads is great. I certainly liked her and she certainly liked me and she let me die. Mm -hmm. And Mahit's Uh, like, quiet, you. (laughs) No, Mahit's counter was brilliant. It's like, yeah, she liked you a lot. As implying that she didn't like me nearly as much as she liked you, and she saved my life. Mm. So we're worth something. That's true. And she's right. Plus, she also has an identical rank to 30 Larkspur. They're both Azuazuakots. It's true. So in theory, that means that he can't pull rank on her. He can't put her in her place. She has just as much jurisdiction as he does, and if she should desire the ambassador back in her presence, she could probably just do that. Yeah. That's kind of the working theory. So as you pointed out, poetry is the answer. Yeah. The only way that they can really get a message out is if they post something publicly, for the most part. Yep. And the only thing that isn't super suspicious, kind of suspicious, but not overly suspicious. Not overly suspicious. That they could post immediately publicly is poetry. And wouldn't you know it, Three Seagrass is a known poet. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, well, we knew that from her. Of earlier. course, we did. She goes to the salons. So the, the poetry salons. Yeah. So the plan becomes: let's compose a coded message for nineteen ads in a piece of poetry, something that will attract her attention and let her know that we need to be sprung. Yeah. It is a little gauche, but these are difficult times. Well, she's basically filling it with, uh, for lack of a better term, an inside joke. Kinda the kind that nineteen ads or five agate her. Like number one, most most trusted uh, aid would person. recognize. Yeah. And as Three Seagrass points out, like nineteen ads's Ministry of Information profile opens with she pays attention. Yes, we had joked in a previous episode <laughs> that she's powered by suspicion. It turns out, yeah, no, she is. Yeah, no, she totally is. Actually, right. powered by suspicion. Yeah. They she will get whatever message they leave her. The question is, what does she do with that information? Right. And there is the big question mark. Would Will she act? Is it in her best interests to do something? Or is she already on side with 30 Larkspur? Is she 
uh, not willing to rock the boat at this tenuous moment? Is she not ready to pick a side? Is she working for herself? There's, There's no telling where her loyalties lie in this very delicate moment. Right. So they are taking a risk. Yes, but it's better than doing nothing. Yeah. Before Three Seagrass and Mahit sit down to compose this poem, Mahit kind of pointedly asks Three Seagrass, like, how far are you willing to go with me on this? Yeah, are you going to follow me all the way down this rabbit hole? And uh, once again, Three Seagrass is like, yeah, no, I'm I'm loyal, and gives her a little affectionate touch on the face, and Twelve Azalea is scandalized. Sure he is. And Yaskander has been paying attention as well. <laughs> You don't say. I I do I do like his his little thought message was you've been flirting with her a fair bit and she's been flirting back. And maybe when things aren't so dangerous you should do something about that. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I never took their interactions as flirting. A little like, bit. Like now that the book has called attention to it and called it flirting, yeah, I can kind of see it, but it wasn't at least it wasn't overtly obvious to me. Uh, Before. I was picking up what was being laid. Were you? Yeah. There was, there was am some. Just, am I just bad at future flirting? There was some chemistry between the two of them. Again, I'm not certain if it's Three Seagrass playing up to well, win over Mahit or if it's genuine. You don't trust Three Seagrass I, at all. I still don't completely trust her. But it, it could be genuine. And I mean, that could play into conflicted loyalties later Maybe. on. We don't know. So they put together a clever poem. And uh, basically, it's about the time that Mahit walked in on Five Agate and Map, the morning at 19. Yes. Adzes. When he was playing with his little uh, yeah. star chart. And how they're drowning in a sea of purple flowers. And uh, wouldn't it be great if we could just, like, be free and be able to speak our minds? Because what stories would we tell? <laughs> I did I did like their closing line about, about what would happen if she was released. Yeah. Right? How she would be a, a weapon for the emperor. Yeah. I kind of wish that the text didn't spell it out for us. I feel like that was a little superfluous. A little. Like, even I picked up what she was putting down. So, yeah. so the my, spell out wasn't entirely necessary. That's, that, yeah, that felt a little unnecessary, but well, whatever. No, like, clearly our author wanted to get a message through very, very clearly and did not want to leave anything ambiguous. That's all. Yeah. Um, Twelve Azalea's been spending this time keeping an eye on the news, and he's like, things are getting worse. (laughs) Uh, Wow, things are terrible out there. The Legion apparently had been mostly stopped up at the spaceport, being held at bay by customs officials, basically. (laughs) And now those customs officials are mostly dead, and the Legion is moving into the city. And, uh, yeah... That's that's a pretty good sign that 30 Larkspur's control of the bureaucracy is doing great against armed soldiers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's going super great for team 30 Larkspur. <laughs> and that's that kind of presages things getting out of control in the information ministry. When when we get there, this is a question I wrote to myself in my notes, and we will get there. What so what happens when Larkspur's meet lightnings? Right? But, like what when, what horrible things are going to go down when we, like, well and truly clash these two parties together? It's not going to be good for the 30 Larkspur party. When flowers get struck by lightning, they tend to burn. It's true. Um, anyway, so the we've, poem, sent, we've sent a secret message poem. Yeah, the speaking of, of burning, <laughs> like wildfire does the poem spread through the internets around the city. And that 
has six helicopter kick in the door with a couple of <laughs> information ministry toadies Ugh. to demand their cloud hooks and be like, what have you done? This is where they, they being uh, Reed and Petal, uh, dress him down even further. Yeah. Because he's kind of got it coming. Yeah. He finally confiscates their cloud hooks. He uh, accuses them of possible treason and is like, I should have you actually arrested. And Three Seagrass is legitimately just like, are you going to do that? And the two toadies are clearly like, no, we're not going to go no, that far. We're, we will stop you from leaving the building. We we're not will, going to arrest you. We will say the words and we will go through the motions, maybe. Yeah. And uh, then he also kind of relieves 12 Azalea and 3 Seagrass of their duties and is like, good kind, day. Kind of. Can he even do that? Yeah, but uh, it means that for a time, they're kind of just alone and bored in the conference just room. sitting around. Uh, no link left to the outside world. They don't really know what's going on. Yeah, they're just sort of sitting in a room with an empty carafe of coffee. Until a commotion occurs out in the hallway. Right. And Mahit's like, I want to go see what's going on. And 12 Azalea and 3 Seagrass are like, Sure. This is this is a beautiful comedy beat for me when they realize that the conference room wasn't even locked. Yeah. Like, really? The door wasn't even locked? We could have just wandered into the hallway? No, they didn't need to stay in the conference room. They couldn't leave the building. Well, that was... Yeah, but true. They didn't have to stay in the conference room. They didn't yeah. know it. The implied threat was don't leave the building, not necessarily st- sit in the conference room. So they assumed that Six Helicopter would be smart enough to lock the door. And they were wrong. And they were wrong, which again, Six Helicopter, not great at his job. <laughs> No, and that that escalates in not great at his job very quickly as they see five agate armed with a shock stick yeah. with backup from obviously 19 Ads' cadre because right? they're all dressed in white. I was like, woo de- Demanding to one of the toadies that uh, they be allowed to leave with the ambassador and her assistants because they were granted sanctuary by 19 Ads and 19 Ads has not revoked that sanctuary. And there's some... Arguments about jurisprudence and some arguments about whether that would hold up in the judiciary. And Five Agate's like, fine, sue me. I'm still leaving with them. Yep. And that's when Six Helicopter erupts from his office armed with a gun. Yeah. This is the part I didn't like so much. Yeah. He he is he has flown off the handle as his tiny little bit of authority has been challenged. <laughs> He's had a nuclear meltdown. And he just basically starts shooting wildly into the hallway. Which sucks. Five Agate is shot in the arm. Yes. Mahit scoops her up and... Uh, like drags her out of the way. Drags her out of the way as the other... Uh, her her male companion, Five Agate's male companion, like charges... At six helicopter. At six helicopter and shock sticks, shock sticks him in the face. Unfortunately, uh, he then gets shot like right in the gut. Yeah. And, and I think those two kind of go down together. And uh, alas, not the only casualty... As uh, 12 Azalea is also shot in the hallway uh, as three seagrass, five agate, and Mahit escape from the information ministry and uh, into chapter 19. I, my, my notes have no with a whole bunch of O's after it because I really liked 12 Azalea and now, I am upset that he was shot. Now, hold on. Hold your boats and your horses and your horse boats. It's my perfectly good horse boat. Thank 12, you very much. You, you speak of 12 Azalea in the past tense. We saw that 12 Azalea was shot. No, I know. I we don't... did not see 12 Azalea die. I know. I know. 
But the fact is, he's shot, and they've left him behind. Unfortunately, necessary for them to escape in the moment. I dislike the vague fate behind that. Well, uh, Six Helicopter is not going to be there to do much. True. Uh, At the very least, he's in for a, a hefty hospital stay. Probably. Yeah. Um, and if not his the only brain one. still works. Uh, 12 Azalea will need medical attention at least, but we do not know that he is dead. He is not dead at this time. <laughs> he, he is a Schrodinger's flower? Schrodinger's petal? Schrodinger's petal. Sure. He is both alive and dead until the waveform collapses in the book, and we are shown either a living 12 Azalea or a corpse. <sighs> I hope for a living 12 Azalea. I like him too much. To, to have him die. Yeah, fair enough. I, I suspect we have not seen the last of 12 Azalea in this novel. I hope not. Now, we've been we've been talking about it a little, and, and this is the point where I want to bring it up. But um, I feel like much of this chapter is a microcosm, in a way, for the way that this coup is going mm. for 30 Larkspur. And again, this is 30 Larkspur's coup at the moment. Yes. He has... At the moment. He is taking control of the bureaucracy and taking control of the planet. And is doing a very good job at trying to uh, make it seem like he's in charge now. The problem is he's fighting one lightning, an accomplished military commander with a, a legion of soldiers at his loyal command and a battleship parked in orbit. And he's not even in complete control because 19 ads just waltzed in and challenged the authority of his subordinate in charge of the information yeah. ministry. And she didn't the, even have to do it herself. Yeah. And and he and his guy in the information ministry immediately melted down. Like the, the fact that things weren't going to plan. Uh, like he walked in just full of smug attitude and was like, I'm in charge now and you're going to do what I say. And one lightning's not an issue and everything's fine. And then, like... People didn't do what he said. People didn't, didn't do what he said. didn't know what to do about it. And he didn't know what to do about it. And I feel like Six Helicopter is 30 Larkspur. Like, like it's a one-to-one parallel. 30 Larkspur has enacted his masterstroke and has taken charge, and it's immediately falling apart. And that's because he can't stop One Lightning. Like, what does he have in his power to stop One Lightning? I don't know. One Lightning's going to slaughter his way to the palace... He doesn't care if they're civilians, and he's going to blow up 30 Larkspur, and there's nothing 30 Larkspur can do that we have seen that can stop that. I know. I agree. He, I want to say it's it's like he's brought a knife to a gunfight, but he has brought like one of those plastic Halloween retractable knives, he's... and one night thing has brought a friggin' rocket launcher. No, it's, it's worse than that. 30 Larkspur has brought flowers to a fight against a guy with a battle cruiser parked in <laughs> orbit. At least that's what it looks like from this chapter. Yeah, and I mean, One Lightning has supporters in the streets as well. Yes, we he know does. that. So 30 Larkspur doesn't have unanimous control of the city, and he's up against a military insurrection. And like, I don't care if you enacted a, a quiet and effective palace coup, you're just in charge of bureaucrats. And bureaucrats can't stop an army. No, no. What are you going to do? Tie up their logistics? Like that really doesn't work. No, <laughs> there is one coup outcome that I think is potentially beneficial to Mahit, and I'm going to posit it right now. Okay, Mahit needs to side with One Lightning. Okay, if the Emperor is not going to be the Emperor by the end of this book, and it sure is looking that way, he's already dying, and there are political factions that are that are now in open revolt. Yep. The only faction that can end up in power that is to Mahit's benefit is One Lightning. 
because he is in control of the military, and she needs the military to not attack Elsel Station. Oh, that's true. So her play at this moment is to back one lightning. Yes. I feel. And I mean, I might not be seeing all the angles. Lord knows there's plenty of angles that we're not sure about, and there's plenty of book left. But I feel like the smart move at this point is for her to side with one lightning and be like, if one lightning's on the throne, then I've got a guy who controls the military and might be inclined to help me to A, take his battle fleet north beyond the wall and fight the others, <laughs> and B, not gobble up Winterfell on the way. Like that's. But what can she give him that he wants? The... She has no bargaining chip with One Lightning. She does. She knows where the bad guys are coming from. And strategic information like that against a potentially unknown enemy is pretty enticing when you're a military commander, when I you're suppose. this great Yautlek who wants to wage uh, an impressive military campaign as well, especially if he wants to bring up his bona fides as emperor when he takes the throne. What better way to do that than to win a war against a powerful, inscrutable alien right on the tail of that? I guess. I mean, that's a good look for one lightning. Yeah. Whereas 30 Larkspur probably wouldn't be inclined to help. He'd probably be like, no, we're going to take over your station. Absolutely. I want it. I want it. It's mine. And then we'll we'll deal with these aliens, quote unquote, another time. Anyway, the point is, I feel like 30 Larkspur is not is not the person that Mahit needs to back. And if she needs to pick a side at this juncture, I feel like it's got to be one lightning. He's no, the guy. It makes sense. It makes sense. Unless she unless it's possible that she can just stand back and let everything collapse around her. Yeah, but then there's no guarantee that No, I know. There's no guarantee she gets that, no help. that she'll get any help at all. No, she gets and, no help, but she'd still be standing. Yes, she'd be standing, and Elsel Station would be gone, and Maybe. the others would be sweeping through space, and well, the no. Texclaw and the Empire would be on its back feet. What I mean is, if the whole Empire collapses, Elsel Station will still be standing. The problem is, it'll be standing alone. Yeah, against the others. Right, which is not great. Winterfell cannot stand alone against the others. That is unfortunate. Anyway, so we'll kind of wrap it up here. But uh, a juicy chapter with a lot of thought-provoking stuff happening. Yeah, things are things are really picking up. We are we are approaching roller coaster story climax here. Yeah. And uh we'll see if we reach that climax in chapter 19, which you'll want to read up in time Maybe. for next week. We have I counted, we have four chapters left. That means it's uh just about time to start thinking about what our next book will be. Yeah. Um for those of you who are just joining us for the first time for this novel, um and have not listened to our back catalog, number 1, uh listen to our back catalog. All the also, books Welcome. The books all stand alone. So, I mean, you can go back and listen to them at any time. We've we've read some good ones. Um, what we do when we're finished a book is we will do a full, we'll go full book club for one episode at the end of the book. Yep, so, and we'll discuss the work as a whole and yeah, be all scholarly about it. A, a recap episode. And in that episode, we will also announce what our next book will be so that you'll have a week to go out and buy it and read a prologue or a chapter one, whatever it happens to be. Uh, we try to stay in genre fiction. We don't know what genre we'll be going into. Um, probably not another sci-fi on the back of this one. Maybe another supernatural horror story. Maybe another detective novel. Maybe another fantasy book. We haven't decided yet. We do like a good mystery. It's true. But uh, yeah, so uh, something to look forward to as you uh, get through that chapter 19. And uh, in the meantime, uh, here's an ad. If you're an Albertan, chances are you love our forests. With more than 60% of the province covered in them, they're where we play, explore, and work. Over 40,000 Albertans are employed because of our sustainable forestry industry. And before a single tree is harvested, we plan 200 years ahead to ensure healthy forests for years to come. Why? Because you nurture what you love. 
Learn more at loveabforests.ca. Thank you, Alberta Forestry Products. Supporters of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATP. Which is us. Yeah. Yay! Um, you can check out some of the other podcasts on the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATP. So many podcasts. Uh, yeah. You can check them out at the website. That's albertapodcastnetwork.com. Yep. Available or, on the CKUA app. Yeah. Or really, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Really, most people try to cover all their bases when it comes to podcatchers. Um, well, you're on that podcatcher of choice. Maybe uh, give us a little uh, like and review. We we encourage feedback. Yeah, and uh, make us better. Uh, a rating and a review does does help our optics. So uh, it makes us appear. also it helps us know what you like and what you don't like. Indeed, that's so yeah. Also good to know. Um, you can also tell us what you like and don't like by reaching out to us on social media. Yes, the standard collection. Pick your favorite. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we good, are, Goodreads. We're at The Read Along at All But Goodreads, where we are just The Read Along. Yeah. If you don't feel like going through social media, we have an email address. TheReadalong at gmail.com. Scott promises to read them. And uh, with that said, as always, we'll see you next time. <gasps> we're going to have a space fight? Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. All Read Along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com. Goodreads.com.